I'm Tom Gross with Dan Ream. Hello. How are you doing today? Great, great. Good to see you. We are sitting here on a dreary <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. day, but we're ready to go. And I was out today and someone said to me, what an awful day. And I said, indeed it is. And that individual and I were on the same page. In January, I either want it dry or snow. Yeah. I don't want this cold, wet, rainy, just icky feeling because mm-hmm. it's, it's January. Yeah. Nonetheless, that's where we stand. But, you know, speaking of icky, dreary things, that's kind of <laughs> what, our t- what our topic is today. Yes, yes. So we decided that it's probably time to address and give our feelings on the open gaming license controversy, issue, announcements, leaks, debacle, (laughs) catastrophe, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And so we kind of wanted to weigh in on that. We don't kind of want to weigh in. We want to weigh in on it and give our our thoughts and sort of our kind of look through our lens of what we're seeing out there. Mm -hmm. Yes. So to begin with that, let's let's do a little background. I know you got you did a little background look at how long the OGL, which by the way, that's what we'll call it now. If you are not familiar, you've been living under a rock or just <laughs> waiting for us to come out. It's open gaming license. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So again, there's there's tons of information out there. Obviously, it has exploded all the the, the articles about this since this uh, controversy erupted, but Essentially, Dungeons and Dragons has legal documents worked into it from Wizards of the Coast that allows, within limits, uh, third-party creators to put out their own their own material. So, I'm sure you know if you're already involved in D and D, you know this, mm-hmm. but it is a little bit unique. Wizards of the Coast owns and creates Dungeons and Dragons itself, but then tells the community go out and invent your own worlds, your own adventures, your own monsters, your own creations. And within limits, you can link it to our system and sell it and keep all the profits for yourself. Right. And that that is something that's been off and on, if I understand it correctly, all the way back to the very beginning of D&D, or pretty close. Mm-hmm. This current iteration of the OGL has gone back 20 years, and it is pretty darn expansive wizards does retain some rights there's certain certain very well-known monsters and and things like that that you cannot use in your games like like beholders i think are one of them Mm -hmm. and we were just looking this up before we started this yes you know terms like dungeon master little things like that yeah you can't use you've got to come up with your own terms you can't use like the forgotten realm setting Yes. You, you, that's theirs. Yes. There there actually is another path to do that, but it's, I think, more strictly controlled. Yes. And they have always maintained the right to come and tell you, knock it off, if they don't like something you've, you're trying to create. Okay. So that's always been there. But other than that, it's been a, you know, to use the D&D term, a pretty big sandbox. Yes. And so that's that's what many commentators have said have led to the flourishing of the fifth edition. They open that wide open and you got critical role and you got Cobalt Press acquisitions incorporated, Mm -hmm. you know, next tier down Ginny D and dungeon dudes and lots of, you know, you would call them, you know, small producers or whatever, but still Mm -hmm. flourishing and able to, derive income from their efforts and right. and all of that. So that's the way the things the things were. 
Yeah. And and I would say, you know, one thing I, I saw is, I mean, it's it's their OGL, Wizards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess that means, you know, do what you, they can do what they like with it. Yeah. But the comment that I saw that really resonated with me was people have created lifestyles. People have created careers yes. out of being like the support system for the big game. Yes. This is why such an emotional outcry over this OGL. To work into the timeline. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm going to put the dots. I'm not going to connect them. All right. <laughs> Other things that happened recently, and you've told me this, that as popular as Dungeons & Dragons is, Wizards doesn't really make money off it. It's not a big money maker for them. I don't have a source for that, but I, I've read that. Yeah. And so that's one fact. Fact two, they have a new CEO of Wizards of the Coast, or, or leader. I believe so. Who, or Hasbro, I believe. No, it's the Wizards. Oh, this is Wizards, I, okay. I think it's the Wizards of the Coast. They have a new CEO, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, who came from Microsoft and was more familiar with, with video games. Right. And then the third fact is she herself has said D&D is under-monetized. And she would like to see the same model for D&D that you see with video games. This sounds negative. I don't mean it this way. They can nickel and dime you. Okay. You want a different skin for your character that's about 99. You, mm-hmm. want, you want this particular gun for your character to use in this shoot 'em up game, that's right. You know, two bucks. What, whatever, and that apparently is is quite lucrative. You know, it's interesting that didn't occur to me until just now when you were talking about that. Is that was kind of the model of D and D Beyond all along? Is yes. is we we give you the character sheets and we give you the like a basic rule set like yes. of of player's handbook and whatnot, and so you can create your character that way. But hey, if you want, you know, some of these special spells, you're gonna to need to get the whole player's handbook. Oh, do you want Xanathar's spells in your character? Okay, then you need to go buy the Xanathar's. Yeah. And then they even went so far as you don't have to buy the whole, and I don't remember what book it is, let's say Volos, but really for just the turtle. So you could buy just the turtle package for two ninety nine. Yeah. That's that when you said you know you want a certain skin, it's a dollar ninety nine. That's what made me think of that. Yes, is D and D Beyond was working on a model and just I like that. I think that's why Wizards bought them. Yes, is to make that more possible. Mm-hmm. So those are all the setups. I first became aware that something was up with the OGL when Wizards. Now there was probably stuff before this, so it's just when I first noticed it. I was sitting in the orthodontist appointment waiting for my daughters to finish up braces checkups when I saw on Twitter that Wizards of the Coast had tweeted out something about the, the open gaming license. And basically at that point it was saying, we want to assuage people's concerns. Yes, we're looking at the open gaming license, but people don't have anything to, to worry about. We're, you know, we're working on it. We'll be releasing something after the new year, but it's, everything's going to be okay. Basically, it was the message. Yes. It was much more legal and pleasant than what I just gave. But that, mm-hmm. was, the, that was the essence of what I took from it. So I was like, oh, interesting. So I guess we'll see where this, where this takes us. By the way, if you have not looked at the open gaming license, you can, of course, you can find it online. But if you have any third-party book, go to that last page of the book. Cobalt Press does this. I know Kwood Publishing does this. And I'm sure most or all of them do. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a part of the open gaming license, 
But the last page or the second to last page in those books is always the open gaming license. And you can look in there and see, you know, what is what is open and not open. Yeah. So that came out. Then somewhere after the new year, it's right about the time we were going back to school, mm-hmm. all of this outrage on social media came and it just was like a flood. There was a leak of this document. Yes. And it Again, we can just go through it real briefly because I'm sure it's been uh, talked about in much more depth and much more care other places. Mm -hmm. But the OGL that was leaked 1.1 was very restrictive, Uh, did a lot of things that uh, people were very, very concerned with. So if I'm remembering correctly, and I think you've got documents you can kind of fill in mm-hmm. the things that they that they wanted to tighten up they led with we want to make sure there's no objectionable material being published by third party creators attached to D&D right you know no phobic anything you know that sort of thing i mean f- understandable fair enough we'll come back to we'll come yeah, back to yeah, the yeah, counter yeah. arguments here so mm-hmm. yes completely understandable they now want royalties 25% on anything over $750,000 that you make. And anyone making over 50000 has to report it. Yes. That was a part of it as well. And language that was a little bit unclear as to what would happen to IP that predated this. Yes. And, I, and maybe I should have started with this, is, is very clear... This is not an update to the OGL. This is a replacement, a replacement. and the mm-hmm. previous one is deauthorized. No longer binding. Which Yes. So that was a big red flag to a lot of creators. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was, again, the, the legalese will be different, but Wizards claims essentially ownership of anything that a third party creates with the ability to take it, market it, derive profit from it without attribution or compensation. And I think that might have been what really sent people over the edge. Yes, <laughs> very much so. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that, that's on that's on this list, that I'm this, this article that I'm looking at. The article I'm looking at is from DungeonsAndDragonsFan.com, which is Dungeons & Dragons Fanatics. It's, an, it's a news website, and you, I think you... You got them all. There's a termination with 30 days notice. Oh, yes. So you could be, yes. So again, <laughs> I want to save our editorializing for later. But yeah. yes, technically a person can be in the clear, have gotten the okay from Wizards of the Coast, be in the process of at any point in their production of their material mm-hmm. and be told, nope, you're done. Yes. 30 days notice. For any reason at all. Exactly. And I think you, you talked about this one already. It's just this article uses a little different language. It's the, the retains, they retain the right. Yes. That's the ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And, and something that in just thinking that they would own it, that doesn't come to mind is then based on the leak, they would be able to use any of that content for their own purpose. Yes. At that point. So we, yes. so you create a monster or a you know a, a setting, and they're like, actually, we kind of like that. We're gonna put it into our own stuff because now we own your uh, material. Yes. So those those were all of the things you know the key points to the leaks, mm-hmm. which again it's a leak, 
which is kind of why you and I decided to not talk about this right away. Yes. You never know who leaked information. Is the leak accurate? Is it complete? Is it out of context? There's all sorts of things, but understandable why the community sort of went crazy, like insane. If you're on, if you're on any social media, you're, you know exactly what we're talking about. Yes. And, and then the, the other details of the next few days did not restore confidence because Wizards of the Coast went silent. Yes. They delayed announcements they were planning to make. And then there was just a very short, we will have answers for you. And then, and then, and yet that was, that was several days after the leak. So there was lots of like, there's a wave of, of upset people. And so you want to talk a little bit about some of the notable people that made statements. Should we do that before we get the, get there to D and D beyond statement? Yeah. Some of these came before and after their statement. Yeah. I think because most, yeah, most of the people made their statements before that. Am I correct in saying that? Mm. Or does it come after? We can switch. We can yeah. Let's let's go ahead and go to the response. Yes. Okay. So finally, Wizards makes has a a response to to everything. Yes. And and I think it's it. I'm 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 looking forward to our discussion because just listening to you, we diverge a little bit in our opinion to this. I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. I would agree. So you're doing a much better job of summarizing things than <laughs> than I'm because. I'm liable to just start reading this thing. Okay. And it's it's too long to read and bore people. History with, teachers so. know how to summarize. That's right. So, yes. So, they do give a statement on D&D Beyond. You can actually still find it there. Mm-hmm. You can just Google D&D Beyond OGL statement, and it'll pop right up. I, I will not editorialize. I will just try to summarize. So, they give a, here's what we were thinking. Yes. Type of a statement to start with. They, they said, we're, we have two principles that are guiding us be good stewards of the game and that the OGL exists for the benefit of the fans. Those are our principles. Those are what we're standing by. And then they said, that's, that's what we we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to protect. And, and then just to quote a little bit, cause some of them are kind of, yeah, I, right. I, I did like this line. However, it's clear from the reaction that we rolled a one. Mm-hmm. We can't, Oh, they had, th- I'm sorry. They did have three goals. We wanted to address hateful content. Yes. We wanted to, look at royalty language and wanted to make sure that essentially that large corporations don't use this to undercut us. Right. And then they said, we rolled a one. We can't achieve those goals. So we're going to backtrack. So we will be sure that the next thing that we put forth, the next OGL will protect all the things that matter the most to people. Live streams will be excluded. Cosplay, Mm -hmm. All of that are not going to, we promise you those aren't going to be affected by the new OGL. It sa- they say it will not contain any royalty structure. It will also not include the license back provision. They're, they're going to take out, we can take your stuff. Right. Um, sorry, that was editorializing. But well, they, that's, no, that's yeah. okay. I, I, the one thing, I, I'm kind of following along here with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that, that they did say is everything that has already been produced will remain unaffected by any changes yes yes they did say that too they they say never our intention to do any of those things that's not what we were thinking of we didn't intend to ever try to knock the legs out from under third-party creators we never intended to grab stuff and be very you know just capricious about 
mm-hmm. you know, shutting down people or any of that, that never and never crossed our minds. And they said, so that that is important for people to know. And, you know, we'll make sure that we do it right when we release this new OGL. And in the same area that we're talking about, they do make a statement as to why. They, they give us a bit of an explanation why the change. And they say, you know, they're, they're expanding out beyond just the game. They're looking at film and television. And they're looking at digital games. And they, and they say explicitly that risk is simply too great to ignore. So we are, you know, we are more, we, the D&D community, is participating in more than just books, character sheets, and dice. The franchise is is growing. Mm-hmm. And so it's my guess, and again, I know we're not trying to editorialize here, but my guess is that is probably an accurate statement. Yes. That this is why we're doing this, because it's becoming bigger than what it used to be. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk real quick about how some of the more prominent voices in the community have reacted. Yeah, sure. And then maybe take a break and then... Yep, and then get into our stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. So... Why don't you start? Ginny D, I think, had probably the strongest reaction out of the gate. She did. She, so if you don't know Ginny D, which at this point, I'm, that's, she is pretty well known. She kind of just was a YouTube phenomenon, mm-hmm. became a YouTube influencer. Others started noticing her from, I think, Cobalt Press picked up on her. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Dungeon Dudes have some involvement with her? They recently have bit? just, although she was probably the bigger personality. Yeah. Than they when okay. they when they started sort of tagging yeah. on stuff. And then she was picked up by Wizards when they did all of their announcements in the fall. She was part of that live stream. There are a few other people from Wizards, but then she was there as well. She has very intentionally built up her uh, her own franchise in the role playing world. I'm not going to say D and D world because she does expand to. She's kind of one of those that crosses the line. Cosplay and music. You can find her stuff on Spotify. And And so, but she has relationships with both third-party members as well as D&D itself. Mm -hmm. Well, when when this happened, she she had a very clear response. She went out and urged people to cancel their D&D Beyond subscriptions in protest of the new OGL updates. Yes. Um, And people listened. Yes. Shortly after, a number of users reported that D&D Beyond subscription management page was shut down due to the overload. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was an overload of people coming to sign on. No. So, and then she went further. I don't know if she did this. Let me just put it this way. Right after that, a petition came out. Yes. And at the time that I'm looking at this, you have an update on it, but at the time I'm looking at this, and I'm there are 15,000 people that had signed a petition regarding this leak. Yes. And you said at this point it's... it's well, and this was several days ago. It was over 60,000. Yeah. To, to piggyback on what you're saying, other leaks from within Wizards of the Coast have come out Okay. from people claiming to work there who say this is a management decision. This is not... This was a shock to the employees. I did see that. If you want to register your, your displeasure, our understanding is management is only looking at D&D Beyond as subscriptions. So... If you want to let them know that you're unhappy with that, cancel D&D Beyond. Hmm. And I did see that trending all over the place on, you know, even even our little, I'm in tiny little branches of the D&D <laughs> right. world on Instagram and places like that. And it, it flooded through there too. I saw image after image of people 
cancel, you know, their, their canceled subscription mm-hmm. screenshot. Right. I don't, I have never paid for a D&D Beyond Bruce uh, the free. subscription, yep. so I, I couldn't take part anyway. Right. Um, so there was that. So that was Ginny D. And again, this is not a full accounting, but no. Dungeon Dudes issued a statement that was more measured, but very concerned. And and for them, I, I mean, I, I was in their Discord on and off for a couple years, so I'm I'm not known to them, but I feel like I know them a bit. Mm-hmm. So I do know that at least one of them did give up other employment to go full time into this. So I'm sure that he in particular was just beside himself with you know what this could mean Concerned. for his livelihood. Sure. So they they issued a statement, not you know again they they need to be careful. It's their business but very advocating very strongly for the continued OGL. Right. Um, and then after the... The announcement. The announcement. The response. The, the response, response from yeah. D&D Beyond. And everybody was wondering, where's Critical Role in all this? They're the... They were quiet. You know, they're the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Nothing was said. And they finally did release a statement that really didn't say much at all. Um, just... We love the community. Community's great. We need to keep the community together. Community needs to be strong. Thank you for your time. Um, and I, we can talk about what that might mean when we editorialize. Sure, it. sure. So, and then the last I want to mention is we are scheduled to talk to Andrew Kaywood of Kaywood Publishing. Yes. And he'll be on the show next week to kind of give his reaction firsthand from a third-party publisher. Andrew's been on our show before. We keep in touch with him throughout the year, just mm-hmm. touching base and things like that. So we'll talk to him next week about the OGL and how that how that impacts him through his lens, as well as business as usual. He has some uh, a Kickstarter and a new book coming out, so we'll talk about that as well. Cool. So I think it's time for us to kind of take our jackets off and relax a little <laughs> and kind of give our opinion on all of this. But we'll take a break, and when we come back, our thoughts on the OGL leaks and announcements. We'll be right back on Teachers in the Dungeon. We are back on Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom Gross with Dan Rehm, and we're talking about the Open Gaming License. We had a near miss. I almost recorded over what we just talked about. <laughs> thankfully, huh. thankfully, thankfully, this uh, this workstation I'm on has an undo. <laughs> well, I did see that bar completely disappear. <laughs> and I, I thought the same thing. I wonder if this is Microsoft. It has that that undo thing <laughs> so good i'm glad it does yes well we kind of gave the outline of sort of what has been happening and all of that and so we're going to start our sort of open commentary yeah okay these are our ideas this is not nobody this, this is just us and random so completely unrestrained speculation yes wild speculation so let's start with the compelling why why yeah. why has this happened yes let's start with you because I have some ideas, but I don't even know that I want to go there. <laughs> well, I think there's a couple different. There's sub. There are sub whys. Why did they want to change the OGL, and why did they do it the way they did? I would I would argue that why did they change it is pretty straightforward. If what you've heard is true, and if they're not really making much money on D and D, I get that. You know, they. It's the purpose of companies to make money, and within reason, I think that should happen, obviously. And and I could see where they would be a little frustrated that all these other places are are raking in cash if they're not. Mm-hmm. 
so in that sense, I don't, I don't begrudge them wanting to at least tinker. And I mean, and Hasbro is a publicly traded company, mm-hmm. so they've got investors that are that are watching. Yeah. And again, this this comment comes straight from the from the game store gaming communities. So I do not know if this is fact, but you know, the cash cow for Wizards of the Coast is Magic the Gathering. Yes which has been a magnificent game. I went through a short period of time where I was completely invested in it, bought all the you know decks and cards and played and all that kind of thing. If my wallet at that time was any indication of the kind of money that comes in from Magic the Gathering, they do very well. well apparently there's a whole parallel scandal with them. Well, and that's that's where I was headed is, oh, is sorry. that... No, that's right. <laughs> that from the gaming stores and the talk there is that that is not, you know, that is not a solid ground any longer. Yeah. Um, some, I don't know if it's corporate decisions, creative decisions, where it is not being part of that community necessarily, that it's just not playing the way it used to as a game, but also in the minds of the people who play the game. I think they feel a little taken in and betrayed the same way that this OGL has made D&D players yeah. feel that there's a, that a whole secondary market of buying cards from other people, reselling them to the stores, finding the right. the rare ones really got kneecapped because, uh, again, according to some folks within that community, Wizards vastly overproduced cards to try to mm-hmm. squeeze more money out. And, you know, that hurt the people that wanted to keep trading them. Right. Because it's, I mean, that that, that game is... From what I can see, there's layers to it. I mean, there's playing the game, mm-hmm. but then there's also the collectible aspect and not just get the rare cards, but get cool artwork right. too. That's what that's what attracted me to Magic. First was the artwork on the cards. Yeah. And then I had a friend who taught me how to play the game, and I was like, okay, I, I can get on board with this. And so, yes, I was a part of both of those. And that oversaturation of cards picture you know images and even even jumping ship from the the standard magic the gathering sort of realms to dungeons and dragons a couple summers ago which i thought was super cool i bought a lot of those cards as a collector Mm -hmm. but then i've heard from other magic the gathering players that some of the settings they're going to don't make a lot of sense to the game and stuff like that. And again, mm. that's just me talking and, and repeating what I've heard. So I don't know how valid that is. But so money. Yeah. Money is is probably the main driver to mm-hmm. this. Because the other side the other side of it is, you know, and, and they kind of implied to it in the response, but it was definitely prevalent in the leak. And that is they're going after the people making the big bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the companies, the corporations that seem to be evolving out of this third party area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at you know, you look at some of the companies, you know, they're probably their my, their main competitor is Paizo yeah. with Pathfinder and Starfinder, but then Cobalt Press is making some some serious waves in the publishing industry for this game. And see, this is where I guess I mm, they say, you know, they worded it in in their response to this leaked document. You know, we don't want major corporations taking advantage of this. That's right. I thought, I still don't know if Cobalt or Paizo count as major. I have no idea, but they feel like very small fish mm-hmm. compared to wizards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about when when we go to Gen Con. 
you know, Paizo's a major player at, I mean, I don't know, maybe they're not as big as Magic, and they're not as big, well, and Magic, you know, isn't officially there, they just have the tournaments there. Yeah. But, you know, Fantasy Flight is is a major presence. Wizards so, didn't even... No, Wizards doesn't doesn't to attend this. I, and ironically, Gen Con was originally a, D, a Dungeons & Dragons convention. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I didn't get that at all. Um, but, but anyway, so we're getting a little bit off, off, off track, but... but yeah, I, I see that, and so I get that part of it. Mm-hmm. They also said they're trying to, you know, make sure there's nothing homophobic or objectionable or, or whatever phobic. And, you know, fair, but the old OGL allowed them to do that, from what I understand, anyway. Mm-hmm. My thought is why now, in today's environment, today's atmosphere, if somebody was producing published material that was objectionable, you know we would know about it. And I haven't heard a whiff of any third-party creations that are, are, are you know, problematic, to use that over, overused term. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So um, they've been in hot water. Right. And they've corrected that on their own. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I'm with you. I, I cannot say, but I mean... I feel like that was a smokescreen. I kind of felt that way as well. I mean, of course, you want to protect that, but... I think they had the tool to do that. Yeah. So again, when you say why now, I think you go back to that that response, that, which mm-hmm. makes sense to me, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, was that the franchise is expanding outside yes. of just the game. And so, yeah. so the, the answer to that is you have a movie coming out this year. There's, I don't know if it's rumor or certain that there's going to be a TV series. It's been TV announced. Series. Okay. They, they announced it. It's on Paramount Plus, and they announced it... Uh, in the midst of all of this uproar, and oh, I didn't okay. get. A, I'm you're I the Twitter that. guy. I was on Instagram and saw the announcement, and I, again, I love a good slow moving car crash as good as anybody else. <laughs> so I thought I'm clicking on the content comments, and sure enough, eighty to ninety percent of them were not going to watch this, not giving you another dime. Change mm-hmm. the OGL, change it back, and I, I feel bad for Paramount Plus because. They're probably like, "What's why are you what did why, we why are you sabotaging yeah. the show for?" <clears throat> I was so uh, just to change just slightly. So this leak mm-hmm. was this by design? Did they leak it themselves to see what would happen? So you and I kind of talked about this last week yeah. before the response came out. Um, really, we haven't talked too much since the response, mm-hmm. so this is this is kind of new for both of us. Um, but last week, our comments were, our, our, at least my feeling was that this could I could potentially see this as being just a way to test the waters and see, you know, an, an intentional leak to kind of see. Because I mean, how could they not know? How could the you know the, the CEOs and whatnot not know that this was going to <laughs> be a problem for people that is a whole other set of and questions. so yeah. and so you put it out there in the open and and kind of gauge the response this, this community stepped up or you know maybe everybody doesn't think it's a positive step up but nonetheless people spoke out yeah and so they got what they wanted and i have an opinion i have an opinion about about that whole process if they indeed again speculation but if they wizards indeed did release that it's, it wouldn't be that much out of the realm for them, a, a business model that they've used, because we've got this thing called the Unearthed Arcana 
that for gameplay, right. they put they put material out there, let people play with it, give the feedback, make some changes, keep it out there, see what people think, and then they bring it back, keep it close to the chest, and then a new book comes out with new material that is like or similar to what was originally placed in that. Yeah. So that's the business model that they've been using. That's true. Why wouldn't they leak a little bit of it out there and say, the, you know, well, and, this. Well, and, and to go even more conspiratorial, it's, a, it's like a negotiation strategy. Ask for more than you know you can get. And then when you back down, the other side look, it looks to the side like you've really conceded. Yeah. So this was always more than they intended. So when they come out with their, their new curated OGL that, the, mm-hmm. that everybody had input to, you, you know, the community told us, we listened, it's going to look better. Yeah. And then the outrage that people might have felt at this less version is, gonna, is not going to be there. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's classic politics. You know, yeah. you, sh- you shoot way down the line knowing you're going to come back to the center a little bit. But if you don't come, you know, so you want you want B, but you shoot for A, and then when it comes back to B, you're like, well, look what all that we gave you. Yeah. And so, yes. And they've, and they've claimed this was never any more than a, anything more than a draft, but I've seen several people who know way more about this kind of stuff than I do on YouTube and elsewhere say, mm, that dog won't hunt. That They the, believe the, this was the final draft. The language and everything in that does not look like a draft hmm. and they, they said something about this was just we were going to give it to third party people to get feedback from them first mm-hmm. and that doesn't the timeline doesn't work for that either so okay. I, I don't think I don't think the things they're saying in their statement quite add up hmm. interesting I, I hadn't seen that but I hadn't, I hadn't been out there looking uh, quite as much as you had about that so let's let me let me back up a little bit. When I read this response from Wizards, okay, you know me, Dan. I am a Cubs fan, so I'm always optimistic. Okay, <laughs> I'm a Pollyanna. Call me Pollyanna. <laughs> all right, and I always want to try to find the best in people, and sadly, in corporations and and whatnot. So it was kind of upsetting to me. To see the the response, I'm all for advocating. Believe me, I am all for advocating. But it got it went it took that step further than advocating to where people are like, I'm gonna burn my books, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I'm never gonna go back to DD and all this kind of stuff. And that just really bothers me because it's so de- divisive. And so when the response came out, it took a couple of readings for me because I knew I knew how I would approach it with my mind thinking, okay, look, they're trying to be, I mean, their language is very, A, a little bit apologetic, B, they are trying to explain themselves. And so I take, you know, usually I take that for what, for what it's worth, but then they got to a point where they made a statement in this, in this uh, response that really didn't set well with me and made me kind of like, Drop that lens, you know, when you go for your eye doctor and they say, which lens is better, this one or this one, this one or this one. And it dropped a lens in front of me that made me kind of look at this a little differently. And that is where, oh, I thought I had it pulled up one one second. It's basically, oh yeah, here it is. They say, first, we won't, oh, second, you're going to hear people say that they won. We lost because making your voices heard forced us to change our plans. 
those people will only be half right. <laughs> they won, and so did we. Yeah. That really bothered me. Like, people, really smart people wrote this <laughs> until then. Like, did someone slide something in? Because to me, it's not about winning and losing. None of this is about winning and losing. Yeah. This is about saving grace, yeah. and this is about keeping a community together. Yeah. And that didn't feel... The language makes it seem like, hey, everybody wins in this, my, but it wasn't. That's not how I read it. My bigger question is, if this wasn't all planned, it really makes the leadership of Wizards of the Coast look inept. Yeah. Because this has been fumbled start to finish. If this was, if, if they are sincere in everything they've said and done, this was really badly done planned everything I, I was talking to a buddy who actually i mean we're teachers yep. i've got a buddy that that does technical writing in a major corporation and he just laughed and he said you have no idea how <laughs> how dumb ceos and leadership can be about the product mm-hmm. you know they're brought in for a certain set of skills that they have in managing a company but that's not usually connected to the actual ip that they're dealing with got it and there have been leaks from people inside Wizards of the Coast, Wizards of the Coast, purportedly, mm-hmm. who say the leadership doesn't respect the fan base, that that they they don't get us, mm-hmm. they don't understand us. Okay. So so all of that, this this gets into conspiracy theory, but the pieces fit with all of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as reading between the lines, we just to circle back, we didn't really say anything about um, the reaction to critical roles, <laughs> the reaction to their reaction. Oh, right. And yes, because they took they took kind of the we're not saying anything, but we're saying we're saying something, but we're not saying anything. Yes. Well, so read between those lines. Well, and that's, that's the just it. Is half the community was that I've read were incensed, and basically, you know, the mob has awoken. Or awakened, and there were some people making noises like, "Don't think we can't take you down to critical role." Mm-hmm. And but a lot of the other more thoughtful voices that I've seen online say, "Wait a second, guys! Critical role, in all likelihood, has some very strong contract language. They they do have a contract with Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. and very common in that kind of a contract is you can't badmouth the person you're in the contract with. Right. So." They, it, 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 for those people, they interpreted Wizard or a Critical Role's statement as we can't say anything until we can say something. And, and that made it sound like they will be strongly against what Wizards of the Coast wanted to do here. So essentially, we're going to behave until we don't have to. Yeah. And then we're out. Yeah. Okay. So, so that kind of turns. I can to, see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you want to jump in now to, you know, just to, to, you know, where does the community go from here? What our predictions are for it? Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah, first? there's one more thing. And then, yeah, I want to look at what's next. Yeah. So the, the one thing and this. OK, so here's my optimism. Here is my Pollyanna statement of the day. And that is I've already kind of I've already kind of pulled the curtain out from to, to, to display this. But my optimism is that as a corporation, they have always 
up to this point, and maybe still to this point, we just don't know, but up to this point, Wizards of the Coast, the Dungeons & Dragons folks, have always relied on the community to give input, mm -hmm. to give feedback. We cried for years, we want Dragonlance back, we want Dragonlance back, and now we have Dragonlance. You know, we cried for, and before that, it was, we want Eberron, we want a 5th edition Eberron, come on, get that out, we gotta get that out. And then, there it was. And we mentioned the, the Unearthed Arcana, where they, they put playtest stuff out, play with it a while, then they bring it back, they modify, they publish it in a book. They have a history of that. Even though this is a very volatile subject, you know, the open gaming license, it, mm -hmm. it impacts people's lives. I, I totally get that. Not, I mean, I understand. But my hope is that Wizards looks at this as they said in their release, mm -hmm. is, hey, we rolled a one, okay? I'm, I'm going to ignore the statement about you won, we won, you know, everyone wins. I'm going to get rid of that. And I'm going to say that the people that really matter in this are the creators and the managers of Dungeons & Dragons. And my hope is, is that the corporation says, guys, we screwed up. What can you do for us? To me, that's the best hope. What can Jeremy Crawford, what can all of those people do for us to kind of speak to the community and put something out there that speaks for the community? Mm -hmm. I really don't think at this point you can just say, oh, we're going to go back to just the, 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 the OGL as it stands. I don't think they can do that because they've already kind of broken that seal. Yeah. And, and as we mentioned, they've got franchises that they need to protect and all of that, and I appreciate that as a corporate idea. They've got to do that, but they got to do it right. And that's, that's where I'm like, they better listen to the community. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's not just in teaching, but the thought occurs to me in the classroom, what's always working in the back of my mind, whether I realize it or not, is maintaining the trust the kids have in me. Absolutely. You know, they know they know what they're going to get when they come into my classroom. They don't have to worry about me having a bad day. They should never know if I'm having a bad day or not. There needs to be emotional consistency and safety there. And I know you get one shot, you know, and it's, it's a little bit tangent, sorry, but I've always kind of told my student teachers, yeah, you can blow up. That's like a nuclear option. You get one, maybe two of those. Mm-hmm. And then the kids just, they yeah, tune it. out. It's over, and you've, you've, you've done irreparable damage. Mm -hmm. And I kind of can see a parallel here, is that you, you can't unring that bell. Right. They have, they have done something here that appears to be absolutely um, untenable. I mean, just, just, just almost underhanded. Mm-hmm. And again, whether that was by design, I hope not, or just ineptitude, you know, it's it's gonna be right. it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, and I, I'm like you. I, I really do hope that they, you know, that they hire in a really good, uh, sincere mm -hmm. spokesperson for this right. who who will listen to the community and tell the higher ups this is what we need to do to reestablish trust. And, and help this community, but I, I kind of, from what I'm seeing, we'll see what happens, but th there is a, a very large groundswell of third-party 
people you know kind of banding together to create their own new play system. So let's move that way. Before we do so, I just want to I just want to hold wizards and Dungeons and Dragons to their last five words. I gotta count it. Yep, five words of their <laughs> of their response. They say, "We won't let you down," and I think as a community we can say. We hope not. Yes, yes. We're going to hold you to that. And that's part of why I didn't really jump in is, you know, I don't want... I, I like D&D the way it is. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still one of the newer people in the game. I don't know the ins and outs. But I, I like the community. I like the way, the way it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I would hate to see that damaged or shattered by all this. So let me ask you this in going forward. On a personal level from you and me, um, not speaking for the community, how, what does Wizards need to do to achieve forgiveness? Well, I think... And is that what they need? I don't know. Maybe they don't need forgiveness. It's, it's what, funny what to it? say that. You maybe know, this, that's not the word. This is... And, and sorry for the tangent, folks, but I've, I've sort of watched from afar various online mobs go after different people, and I've always been disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. And I've always heard it said that the online mobs behave like a religion, but the difference between Christianity, for example, and these is that in Christianity there is forgiveness, but from the online mob there never is. So I've heard voices, I've seen voices within this particular grouping saying, hey guys, you know, hold off, listen, wait, don't target individuals, it's not their fault. Let's, you know, and I, I'm really glad for that. I think that's really cool to see those voices kind of pop out and say, let's, yeah. let's be careful here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know what, I think, I think wizards would probably have to come out and say, well, well be transparent mm-hmm. and say, look, here's our bottom line. This is what we made on this huge community. We love supporting you, but we got a pair of bills too, folks. So in order to, have a reasonable profit. This is what we need in royalties. It, it, can't, it can't be twenty five percent. That is that will bankrupt the people that are making. Oh, right. You know, didn't we make that profit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, three percent, five percent, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would guess that you would get some some more reasonable voices within the community saying we get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think transparency, and then saying, reiterating, and having ironclad language that says. The thing I liked about that statement is your property, your creations are your creations. Right. Full stop. Mm-hmm. They need to put that ironclad language and make it clear that if they do really like something, they will purchase it from the person who created it or give them, give them royalties back for using it. Right. I would guess things like that and just, and, and, and some sort of, I don't even know if you can do this legally, but, but put the, the wording in their OGL this is in perpetuity or whatever mm-hmm. that might heal things up. Although again, I think, I, I, I think all these creators would be, <laughs> would be pretty naive to just accept that. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've had the ground shift under them once. They're not going to want that again. So I'm sure they're already they're They have to, they have to look at this alternate system. Right. And that's, I don't blame them. I think they, probably should for their own well financial well-being mm-hmm. but it's very sad for me to see this f- fracture coming I, I want to move to that but my my feeling is and this is I'm a, again I'm a forgiving person and and this is a this is a franchise I've been with for 40 years 
I have books sitting on my shelf from first edition to fifth edition. I have I have more fifth edition books than I ever thought I would ever. I didn't realize until last summer camp when I said told the kids I'll bring all the books in, and, and it took like three trips, and I don't even have them all. It, it's a lot of investment that you make, not only financially, mm-hmm. but personally. Yeah. I read those books. Mm-hmm. I play out of those books. I create out of those books. And so I think getting me as a fan back is not going to take much. What I'm expecting, though, is everything you said you were going to do in that response, you better do that. Yeah. Because I don't want you to hurt people like Andrew K. Wood or Cobalt. I don't want those people to be hurt. Yeah. I, you know, as a fan, they're part of what makes this game great. Is that yeah? I'm I'm sticking with the main line, but I love adding a Cobalt Press monster out of the Monster Codex. Oh yeah! I love adding some city creatures out of you know Andrew's book of mm-hmm. the city. You know the 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 city book that we talked about. To me, that's what makes the game dynamic. Everybody at the table knows when skeletons come out on the on the table, or when a lich hits the table, or that. Everyone knows what to expect. You know, yeah. part of it is the fun of like, oh my gosh, it's a lich. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's also the, what the heck is that that I'm looking at? Yeah. And because it's a figure not being made by WizKids, it's a figure that's homebrewed or made by another third-party company, which were also kind of targeted by this, this you know, the, the language in this leak. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That will really be bothersome to me. Yeah. But... I will be a very quick to forgive though if if they can if they can solve the the ills that were in that in that leak. Yeah. So you know, I, I kind of thought through, and and again, I I've been emotionally invested in this game now for a few years, and I I felt the ground shift a little bit, and I was thinking, oh, shoot, party's ending, and I just got here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I at the same time, I kind of kind of squinted my eyes a little bit and thought. I can keep playing D and D with you guys, and I don't need to give wizards another dime. Yeah, and if this is what they're gonna do, I won't. You know, and they'll never know it. It doesn't matter what I yeah. buy, but I can keep going just fine without them. Right. You know, but on the flip side, like you said, I think out of <laughs> out of a sense of forgiveness and sort of morality, for lack of a better term, if they're contrite. If they do the, deal with this in a way that the third party people generally say, no, guys, you know what? We're good with this. You know, I'll probably make a point of going and buying a few more of their books. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. if you're listening to Wizards, kind of doubt you are. But if you are, you can have my money if you do this right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the response on the corporate level or the, the third party level. Mm-hmm. First, I want to mention that uh, Goodman Games put something, put out a short statement, and basically Goodman's Games is, has supported tabletop role-playing games in all forms for 20 years, and we plan to continue supporting it for many years to come. And they said that, you know, after reviewing the possible changes, and I appreciated their statement in, in that they were saying, we realize this is, this is a leak. Goodman Games took the angle of, if this is true. So they said, we've reviewed the possible changes and determined that they will not impact our line of role-playing games, including Dungeon Crawl Classics, Mutant Crawl Classics, X Crawl Classics, and related products. And I loved the way they end their statement. They say, fans, don't worry. We think we will all be just fine. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Cobalt Press, a little bit more directly involved. Yeah. Uh, impacted, rather. Their statement starts with, 
to our fellow kobolds, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I love that they have, besides just being their name, that the kobolds have been an important part. And their goblins are great. Oh, the goblins, sorry. Goblins are Paizo, Pathfinder, Cobalt Press. All right. Cobalt Press has been uh, has been and always will be committed to our opening game, open gaming in the tabletop community. Our goal is to cr- continue creating the best materials for players and the game masters alike. This means Cobalt Press will release its current Kickstarter projects as planned. In particular, Deep Magic Volume 2 will remain fully compatible with 5e rules. We're working with our VTT partners to maintain support on digital platforms. Then they go on to talk about this new project. And I'm, I'm a little confused if it's their project or if it's Paizo's project. But the project is called, codename, Project Black Flag. And also Orc. It's not there, but Orc, O-R-C. Or, also. yes, Orc is a part of that, and that is the, oh, oh, oh geez, I forgot what the acronym stands for. Probably open Resource. But it's, it's, their, yeah. it's them coming up with their own systems open license yes basically open license to play yes to create and the goal is that it won't be i won't be owned by any of them it's a it's a a cooperative yes like its own document held in non-profit or something right to oversee all of these Mm -hmm. third-party systems together that's what i look forward to talking to andrew about what maybe he won't give us intention but what his thoughts are on something like that. Yeah. So yes, that is out there. I have a two-sided response to that. The two-sided response is, by God, good for them. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Get out from under the umbrella of a, a corporation, a large corporation, that, that you cannot control. And you've lived under their umbrella freely for you know 20 plus years or so. And good for them. You've taken advantage of that to not, I say taken advantage of, I don't mean in a negative way. I mean, you've taken advantage of the open gaming license to build something great for fans Mm -hmm. and for themselves. Awesome. They should do what they're talking about doing. I love the idea. Where the other other side of the coin for me, though, is that it's kind of a split of the the TTRPG community. Yeah. Because now we get, and I mean, there's always been Call of Cthulhu and Pathfinder and, you know, many of the Dungeon Call Classics, you know, many of those sort of auxiliary games that kind of play off to the side and have this cult following and, and you know, have surges and then they can, all that kind of stuff. But if you do this massive second kind of conglomerate grouping with a new game system, it's kind of like why I never got into fantasy flights star wars games you know i love star wars i bought this system but i could never i could never buy into it that's my it always felt sort of clunky and this and that not to say i'll never play it it's just like oh to to take the time to figure it out yeah i feel like it's just going to kind of become like a oh what what system do you play oh i'm pathfinder oh okay you can't, or I'm, I'm, you know whatever whatever i'm black flag or whatever and it's kind of being kind of like oh i'm 5e Sorry, we can't play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hot Wheels and Matchbox. <laughs> the, the ratio has never worked. <laughs> so you can't, it's either a Matchbox sandbox or it's well, a Hot Wheels sandbox. You see, you know, it's not to get sociological or philosophical, but man, it's just the human condition. You see it in churches and, and yeah. you know, politics and all these things where we just fragment so much into smaller and smaller groups. It's a shame because, yeah, you miss the... That, that's what's been so nice uh, 
about this, you know, just for me personally, just on an emotional level is the sense of community is, you know, as weird as it is, but on Instagram and Facebook and, and mm-hmm. going to Gen Con and, you know, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And, and maybe you'll be fine. Gen Con had thousands of different gaming systems and everybody's, you know, but you, you do kind of hate the thought of, of, of seeing a community split up. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, I guess on the, on the plus side, I kind of had to think through in my mind, all right, what would I do? What will I do if this happens? Mm-hmm. And I can see down the road, you know, maybe slowly transitioning one of our play groups or something like that into more of a, you know, this new system if it if it comes up and sure. it's workable mm-hmm. and, you know, and just see what it's like and just ha- have those two different <clears throat> systems going. And with that said, you know, so, I don't know, maybe this is lighter on the other side of the tunnel. And I know this is a very microcosm of the fandom, but, you know, one thing I had been talking about for next year in our game club is diversifying the games. Yeah. You know, I want to have... said that and I was like, no! I want to have, now I I think... have a Dungeons & Dragons group, but I also had talked about, and I think we talked about this a few shows ago in our, in our kind of what we're looking forward to, is, you know, I want to bring in a G.I. Joe role-playing game. I want to bring in the Marvel, the new Marvel role-playing game. I've always wanted to do Star uh, pa- uh, Pathfinders. Uh, is it Star? Oh, for heaven's sakes, I should know it. Well, anyway, it's the space version of Pathfinder, Starfinder, mm-hmm. I think. want to bring that in. And I don't know. I guess when I look at it, we're all role players. It's just we become the experts of whatever system we're yeah. playing in. Yeah. And we can look across the aisle and say, that looks like fun. Can you show me how to play that? Okay, yeah, sure. Will you show me how it works in your game? Right. And maybe maybe that's the future of the role-playing community. And if that's the case, then I guess I tip my hat to mistakes or no mistakes that caused all of this to happen. And I just say, you know, in the long run, maybe this is for the better. I mean, I will say, and, and it's interesting that Wizards or Dungeons & Dragons didn't learn from mistakes of the past because, boy, when they hit that fourth edition, you had that revolt in the, in the D&D community. Mm-hmm. And people like me... That's when I went to Pathfinder. Yeah. And I stuck with Pathfinder for several years. Then I kind of got out of role-playing for a while because of just people moved away mm-hmm. and then came back to Dungeons & Dragons with 5th edition. But I'm like, I, don't, I just don't know that I have the emotional energy to invest in a new, <laughs> learning a new system. Yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't be as bad as I think it would be. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What else you got to say about it? <laughs> well, I think we... We've, we've far surpassed yeah, our time, went, yes. I know. I guess we, at this point, we sit back and we wait and we see what they come out with. We're, we're past the deadline of when they were going to release their new OGL, and they said in there, you know, we've got to revisit this. Yes. And, which I appreciate. You know, don't try to hammer something in that's not going to fit. So they're back at the drawing board, and, and, you know, we keep our fingers crossed. We send our aid spells their way we send the bless spells their way you know we're trying to give wizards we're trying to give you the advantage here roll two 20 siders so you don't get that one you know find someone with a great charisma and really good intelligence and wisdom to work on this and earn our trust back i guess is is the way to put it i'm just gonna see what they do yep all right well that's it for Teachers in the Dungeon today. We've said plenty, I believe. Yes. If you've got some feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. 
Join us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, send us an email at teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the things we say. And you know what? It could change. It could change in a few days. It yes. could change by the time we post yes. this. I don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> And do be sure to join us next week when we have uh, Andrew K. Wood on to talk about his point of view or the or the point of view from the lens of a third-party creator mm-hmm. and see how this impacts him. I hope that Andrew gives me some clarity on what, on my feelings and my values and beliefs That's a good point. Yeah. on this whole thing. I'm very open. I'm not certain, you know, I'm not standing I'm not standing firm with my hands on my hips saying this is where I am. I'm totally open to hearing others uh, points of view on this. So, well, until that time then for Tom, or for Tom, I'm, I'm Tom. For Dan, I'm Tom. We've talked too much today. Too many opinions. My opinion is I'm Tom, and that's Dan, and this is Teachers in the Dungeon. Keep rolling those Tonys, folks. That wraps up today's session, so thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.